0: Well, I wonder if we could turn in our Bibles again to the book of Romans, chapter 8. And we'll read from verse 1 of the portion of Scripture. The book of Romans, chapter 8, and beginning our reading at the first verse, please. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. Now if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the Spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the Spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead "'shall also quicken your mortal bodies "'by a spirit that dwelleth in you. "'Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh "'to live after the flesh, "'for if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. "'But if ye through the Spirit do mortify "'the deeds of the body, ye shall live. "'For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, "'they are the sons of God. "'For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear.' but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Amen. We know the Lord will add his blessing to the reading of his word. Verse 14 is the verse that we want to consider. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Let's just unite in a word of prayer. Our loving God and our gracious Father, we come to thee in our Savior's name afresh today, and we pray that thou wouldst bless thy word to our hearts. O God, shut us in with thee now, and lead us by thy Spirit into thy truth. For it is in Jesus' precious name that we'd ask these things. Amen. Amen. Now, we've been thinking over the last number of weeks about the different aspects of the Holy Spirit, about who he is. And what he does. And today we want to think about the leading of the Holy Spirit. We read it there in verse 14 that we are taking as our text. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And how vital it is that we know the leading and direction of God in our lives. If we're saved in our worship, in our conduct, day by day, in everyday lives and everything that we do. We need to know that we're walking as God would have us uh, to walk. The Bible, of course, is full of examples of the leading of the Holy Spirit. You think of the Apostle Paul, and he in many times spoke about uh, being led of the Spirit here or being prevented uh, by the Holy Spirit of going there. For example, in Acts chapter 16 and verse 6, we are told now when they had gone through Phrygia, and the region of Galatia, and were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia. So Paul and his party had a mind to travel in a certain direction to preach the word of God, but the Holy Spirit told, forbade them to go there. Or in verse 7 of the same chapter, and they, were, and they were come to Mysia, they are said to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit suffered them not. So there were many times when they were prevented by the Holy Spirit to go here or go there. On the other hand, we think of how they were called by the Spirit in verses 9 and 10 of the same chapter. It says, And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. There stood a man of Macedonia and prayed him, saying, Come over into Macedonia and help us, for for he had seen the vision. Immediately we endeavored to go into Macedonia, assuredly gathering that the Lord had called us for to preach the gospel unto them. So this time uh, the Holy Spirit directs them in a certain way, opens the door for them in a certain way. Now I want us to think about being led by the Holy Spirit because there's a lot of debate and a lot of uh, misapprehension and confusion about what it is to be led by the Holy Spirit, you know that there are many different types of denominations and many ways of worship, and each one will claim that they've been led by the Holy Spirit to do that. Now, not all of them can be truly led by the Holy Spirit. If there are differences and if there's contradictions in what is being done, not all of them can be led by the Holy Spirit. And you can find sometimes God's people claiming to do the most ridiculous things because they've claimed or they are covering over their tracks by saying, I was led by the Holy Spirit to do this, to go there, to do certain things. I felt believing of God is something that people seem to say as a kind of catch-all, and uh, that's something that is, uh, uh, nobody can question, and so I can go on in the tracks. But if we are outside of the revealed will of God, we cannot claim the leading of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not going to lead us to do something that is contrary to the will of God. But if we are being led by the Holy Spirit, if in our lives we are directed by God, We will walk in a way of blessing. We will have the blessing of God. We'll have a peace, and we will have an assurance in our hearts uh, that we cannot have in any other way. And so we need to know that we're led by the Holy Spirit. There's many a man or many a woman who's looked back on their life on their deathbed, and they've looked back with regret. But if we are going to be led by the Holy Spirit then we will have a life of fulfillment and a life that will be full of blessings. So this is something that is important. The psalmist said in Psalm 37, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delighteth in his way. And so for a few minutes today, we want to think about what it means to be led by the Holy Spirit of God. And there are just a few things that I want you to see in the passage of Scripture and in the Bible more uh, fully. And first of all, I want us to see the character of being led by the Spirit. Paul says, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. But what are we talking about, really, when it speaks about being led by the Holy Spirit? What is this leading of the Holy Spirit. Well, I want you to see first of all the people who are led. They are the sons of God. In other words, they are saved people. You're not going to be led by the Holy Spirit if you've never come to that realization of your sins, if the Lord Jesus Christ has not come and cleansed you of your sins, if you're not saved by the grace of God, then you cannot be led by the Holy Spirit. Indeed, you're walking in a way that is contrary. You're walking in the opposite direction. So that's the first prerequisite. You've got to be saved. You've got to have that spirit of adoption that he speaks of here in the next verse, whereby we cry, Abba, Father, are you saved today? The whole contrast or the whole context speaks of contrast here. And those, he says, that are in the flesh cannot please God. You can't please God. You can't walk in a way that pleases God unless you are saved by his grace. So that's the first thing we see the people who are led by the Holy Spirit. But then we to think about the pressure of being led by the Spirit because that's what it is. It's a pressure. There are a couple of words In the Bible that are translated leading or to lead. And one word signifies a violent or rather irregular act of propelling a body. It's like driving something, pushing something. Uh, And that's one word that means to lead. But then there's the other word which is the word that we have here. And rather than a kind of a driving, more violent kind of a thing... This is a word that means a constant unbroken force. Just the word pressure that we use is the very word that seems to describe it. This constant pressure. But it is a constant pressure. It is a constant force that we're talking about here. Be led by the Holy Spirit. It is God's guiding hand that keeps us. He, as it were, puts his hand behind us to try and direct us into the right way, and lead us into all truth. And I want you to see that it is the leading of the Spirit who abides. He's always with us. He's always there doing his gracious work. He he doesn't come and go. He he, uh, always is there directing his people, constantly exerting the force of persuasion upon us, And it's like the mother walking along with the little child's hand in her hand, and she just guides along. And that's what the Holy Spirit does in the lives of God's people. We're not talking here about a a major redirection, um, what house you'll buy or what career you're going to go into. But it really here is just that God has this constant directing pressure upon us, leading us into the way that he'd want us to go. So I want you to see the pressure of being led by the Holy Spirit. Maybe in times you have felt that pressure. Maybe you've been going the wrong way, and God has come with his word, or God has brought a scripture reading to you, or God has brought some child of God along your path in order to direct you into the right way. The pressure of being led by the Holy Spirit But then I want you to think about the purpose of being led by the Holy Spirit. You know, God is leading us, but what way is he leading us? As we say there, it's not just particularly that God is leading us to go to a certain job or take up a certain employment, although there is a certain amount of that, but that's not what we're talking about here in the leading of God. If you look at the context there, Really, the leading is into the Spirit. It is If you look there in the portion of Scripture, there is a contrast. There is good versus evil in chapter 7, verse 19. The law of sin and death versus the law of the Spirit of life in chapter 8, verse 2. There is being hostile to God and pleasing God in chapter 8, verses 7 to 8. There is the contrast between being in the flesh and being in the Spirit, verse 8 and 9, or being indwelt by the Spirit, or not having the Spirit of Christ in chapter 8, verse 9. So the whole context, where is the Holy Spirit leading us? What is the purpose? To get us into that place of godliness, into that place of spirituality, to get us away from evil to good, to get us away from that which is hostile to God, into that which is pleasing to God. To get us away from the flesh and get us into that spiritual walk. That's God's ultimate purpose. Now, in the midst of that, there may be what job you want or who you're going to marry or anything along that line. There are things like that. But the real purpose is that God would lead you into that place where There is that godliness and that seeking of him. But not only do I want you to see the character of being led by the Spirit, but I want you to think about the consciousness of being led by the Spirit. There are five ways, really, that the Holy Spirit can lead us. First of all, the Holy Spirit can lead us through our prayer life. I want you to turn with me to Acts chapter Uh, 13. And look at verses 2 and 3. Acts 13. Look at verses uh, 2 and 3. It says, And as they ministered uh, to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. And when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. So here they were ministering and fasting and praying. And as they were fasting and as they prayed, the Holy Spirit uh, gave the word and showed them what they were to do. And as we pray, as we seek the face of God, there's a large amount of evidence in the Bible that prayer is a large part in being led by the Spirit. You remember Peter, when God was directing him into the preaching of the gospel among the Gentiles. I remember the story about Cornelius, and it says in Acts chapter 10, verse 9, On the morrow, as they went on their journey and drew nigh unto the city, Peter went up upon the housetop to pray about the sixth hour. And as he prayed, God revealed his will. So that's the first thing. We need to seek the face of God in prayer. If we want to be led by the Spirit, we need to spend time before the Lord at the throne of grace. But then, of course, a big part of being led by the Spirit is through the Scriptures. That's the second thing, prayer and the Scripture. The Holy Spirit is called the Spirit of Truth. And the Bible is the inspired Word of God. It is God's truth. In Second Peter 1, verse 21, it says, For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, But holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. So what is the Bible? It's the leading of the Holy Spirit. It It is given by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. So if you want to be led by the Holy Spirit, you've got to delve into the Word of God. And as I said before, the Holy Spirit is never going to lead you to do anything that is contrary to the Word of God. If you have somebody that says, I have been led by the Holy Spirit to do such and such a thing, and it is completely contrary to what God has laid down in his word, you will know straight away that that person has not been led by the Holy Spirit. And there are those who have felt and said that they've been led uh, of the Holy Spirit uh, to do, uh, to break the solemnity and the uh, seriousness of worship, because when we come to worship, we come with reverence to God, and there are those that break that reverence and turn it into a show or turn it into sort of a farce, and they say they're being led by the Holy Spirit of God. No, they're not. They're not being led. Always the Holy Spirit will lead us In conformity to what the word of God says, He will lead us to not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. He will lead us into prayer. He will lead us into witness. He will lead us into all the things that God has said that we should do in His word. A third way that the Holy Spirit leads us is through teaching and preaching, really, the application. Of the Word of God. Now, it, it, it is the preaching of the truth of God. You get preachers who uh, sort of pervert the Word of God. Well, that's, you're not going to be led by the Holy Spirit in that condition. But it says in Acts chapter 10, verse 44, to give an example of this, it says, While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on them all, on all them which heard the Word. Now, that's at Pentecost. And we read, or later actually, Acts chapter 10, verse 44. And as Peter read the word of God, as he preached the word of God, the Holy Spirit fell on them all as they heard the word of God. And the Holy Spirit comes to accompany the true preaching of the word of God. And not only preaching the way I'm doing it here But, of course, if there is teaching on a one-to-one basis, Sunday school class or a Bible study or um, something along those lines or even a one-to-one where somebody is giving scriptural counsel and guidance along that line, God can use that uh, as the leading of the Holy Spirit of God. And we do thank God for wise and mature Christians who know what God says in his word, are able to give good direction. Uh, we, we always uh, uh, make sure that everything that we're told is in accordance with the word of God. But if it is in accordance with the word of God, God can use wise counsel, whether from the pulpit or from the individual, God can use that wise counsel. So he can use teaching and preaching. He can use the voices of people, something similar really, but it says in proverbs eleven fourteen where no counsel is, the people fall, but in a multitude of counselors, there is safety, and God has placed wise people uh, godly believers into our lives, that we can follow their example and listen to their advice, and we as I say, compared with scripture, but we can listen to the voices of godly people and then sometimes through circumstances now we need to be very careful about circumstances but god can bring situations into our lives and god can use those i think of peter when he arrived at the house of cornelius and saw the gentiles gathered together for the purpose of hearing the gospel and he knew exactly what god wanted them to do the, the vision had been given to him. The word of God had come, and now he was brought, and the circumstances were laid out there in front of him. He, he could see, obviously, what God wanted him to do, and he did it. And sometimes, though I say we need to be very careful, you, you just don't use circumstances. It's got to be in accordance with the word of God. But the real challenge to every believer is to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit of God. We read in 1 John John 4, verses 1 to 3, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh, is not of God. And, is, and this is that spirit of Antichrist whereof you've heard that it, it should come and even now already is it in the world. Every day the devil's talking to us. Our fleshly nature is talking to us. So we need to make sure it's not our feelings. It's not our desires because the flesh can enter in. We need to follow What God has said in his word. There's a way that seemeth right unto a man. But the end thereof are the ways of death. So we need to know that it is the Holy Spirit. But the objective standard of being led by the Holy Spirit is to follow the word of God. But something else I want you to see. And that is compliance to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Now we talked about what the leading is and how it can come, but of course the most important thing is that you and I listen to it and heed what the Holy Spirit has to say. We can grieve the Holy Spirit. We can. The Bible says, in Ephesians four and thirty, and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you're sealed unto the day of redemption. You. Can you walk outside the will of God in your life? Maybe that's a question that you've asked yourself. Is God not sovereign? Is he not going to do what he wants in the end of the day? Well, we need to remember that there are two different wills of God, as it were. There is what we, there's the objective will of God, and we call that the decretive will of God, what God decrees. And what God decrees will come to pass. There is no doubt about it. What God has at the end of the day, all of these things, you can see prophecy unfolding itself in the history around us and in the world, and all of those things will come to pass. But then there are those things where God gives us commands. And you know and I know that we can disobey God. We know it because we do it every day. We we can we, we, we know what God has said in his word. We know that there are things that God wants us to do. There are things that God wants us to be involved in. He wants us to seek to reach out to other people. He wants us to pray. He wants us to be drawn closer to him. But there are many times when we walk astray. And that, that is the declarative will of God. God declares something. That is what he wants his people to do. But this sense of the will of God is something that we can break. We can grieve the Holy Spirit of God. And we do that day by day. And I've no uh, doubt that you know that God wants us to... Do what he says in his word. He wants us to be obedient to him. He wants us to follow him day by day. And I want you to see that it is going to be a constant obedience. God is not looking for an on and off kind of obedience. That where we come today and are seeking to do as well. But we forget tomorrow. This obedience has got to be constant. It's got to be the decisions of every day in every circumstance have got to be in obedience to what God wants us to be. The act of obedience is going to be constant. It's going to be recurring. It's going to be every day in the most minor decisions of our lives. It's got to be constant. The believer is not to be resisting the will of God, but he is to be obviously seeking To be led by the Holy Spirit. And I hope that that's true of you. He says here, if you look in the context, look at verse 13. What are we doing? He says, for if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. What we need to be doing every day is to be putting to death the old fleshly desires and the lusts. And we need to be feeding The things of God. That's being led by the Holy Spirit. And that's a constant thing. Not only is it a constant obedience, it's a complete obedience. And by complete obedience, I mean immediate obedience. And that which fulfills God's desires to the fullest. Complete obedience. Not doing the minimum. Not doing what I just can get away with. Not just doing enough to appear uh, before other Christians, to be a good and upright Christian. But I need to be doing what I, what God wants me to do. Doing it in the sight of God. Not, not just the minimum, but going the whole way with God. Giving, going the second mile with the Lord Jesus Christ. It's a complete obedience. We are to be doing the will of God day by day. And the Lord says, for whosoever shall do the will of God, the same as my brother and my sister and my mother. We sit at Jesus' feet when we are in obedience to him. We need to work, to serve, to walk with him day by day. One more thing, very briefly. And the, that's the consequence of being led by the Spirit. Look at what it says. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, what? They are the sons of God. So those who are led by the Spirit of God are those that have this wonderful privilege of being the sons of God. And I want you to see that that's a word of affiliation. This is not just... Uh, the fact of our relationship by virtue of our creation. It's the fact that we've been brought into the family of God. Look again at the next verse. He says, For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you've received the spirit of adoption, whereby you cry, Abba, Father. We're brought into the family of God if we are led by the Spirit. Not only is it a word of affiliation, it's a word of association. How can it be that we are the sons of God? There is only one begotten son of God. But when we are born again, we are brought into that most wonderful relationship. The Lord gives us the comforter who abides in our hearts and the Spirit witnesses with our spirit that we are the sons of God. Is that true of you? Do you know that you're saved today? You're washed in the precious blood of the Lamb, a word of affiliation and a word of association. But then also it's a word of assurance. If we're being led by the Spirit of God, then we can say with assurance. If God has been working in your life, if you can see that things are different, if you can see that there is a, a spiritual desire there, then... What an assurance that brings that your life has been changed, that God has transformed you, that you're being led by the Spirit of God. And of course, at times we wander astray and we're not led as we ought to be. I know that we we all can wander astray at different times and different degrees. But uh, in those times when you have a desire for prayer, when you have a desire that souls saved, when you have a desire to worship God, when you have a desire for his word, all those are signs of being led by the Spirit of God, and that is the Spirit of adoption, whereby we can cry, Abba, Father. And what an assurance it is in our hearts that we are being led by the Spirit of God. Can you say that today? Can you say truly that I am being led by the Spirit of God today? I have the Spirit of adoption, whereby I cry, Abba, Father. What a blessing it is to be led by the Holy Spirit of God. Not going in our own way, not uh, having to uh, plan and uh, walk, in salvation and keep ourselves but that God leads us and keeps us and directs us and shows us the way to go that's a wonderful blessing and a wonderful privilege and may we seek in all our ways to walk in the ways that God would have us to go for his name's sake let's just bow in a word of prayer our loving God and our gracious father We do thank Thee for the leading of the Holy Spirit of God. We do thank Thee that He directs our lives, and we do thank Thee for that leading in our lives. He leads us into holiness, leads us into godliness, leads us away from the world and the flesh. O God, we pray that Thou wast enable us to know and uh, be uh, practically... Uh, Conversant with the leading of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Bless thy word and write it upon our hearts for his name's sake. Amen. Amen. Can we sing a a verse or two of 449? The hymn 449. Lead us, Heavenly Father, lead us o'er the world's tempestuous sea. Guard us, guide us, keep us, feed us, for we have no help but they will sing the first and the third verses of the hymn and will stand as we sing. in thy fear and blessing now. Bless in the meeting this afternoon and save the lost. Be with us uh, as we go now for Jesus' sake. Amen.